Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Breaking Changes podcast. I'm your host and chief evangelist for Postman, Ken Lane. With Breaking Changes, we explore topics from the world of APIs, but through the lens of business and engineering leadership. Joining me today, we have Ellis Smith, co-founder of American Cannabis Company. I really enjoyed exploring the technical and the policy side of the cannabis industry with Ellis, and I find it fascinating to think about the future of this industry. Let's uh, let's start with the basics. Who are you and uh, what do you do? My name is Ellis Smith. I am the CEO and co-founder of a company called American Cannabis Company which is basically a full service consulting firm that is based out of Denver, Colorado, where for the last, we are now in our 10th year of business, which I'm pretty proud to say. Uh, we have worked in pretty much every single state as well as Canada, writing applications, financial modeling, designing and building grow facilities, extraction facilities and dispensaries, and uh, basically get them, get, getting them designed and built, getting them open and operated, hired, trained and staffed, and uh, sometimes we help uh, manage and operate them. We also are owners and operators as well. We do own three dispensaries and a cultivation facility. So we are fully immersed in the cannabis space as a company. So yeah, that's kind of who we are and what we do in, a, in, uh, in this space. Very interesting, a good time to be in that business as it, as it unfolds. What is, what is the, what's the role of technology in your world? This is what's really progressing our industry right now. And this is what really makes me excited about coming to work every day. Um, what we were doing 10, 12, 15 years ago is so far different than what technology has allowed us to do today. Um, I, because I design and build growth facilities, uh, we are always pushed to the limits from our customer base to really bring in the newest technology. And it's fascinating to see what is constantly evolving year after year. And I mean exponential growth from some of these technologies, which is pretty cool from our LED lighting is the one that's kind of front and center. That's really a, where we're seeing this exponential growth year after year that is just tremendous to see how much improvement we're seeing with this. And I'm excited to see what's good, where we're gonna be in five to 10 years with this as far as efficiencies of output and just overall productivity of the, of the, of the lighting. And then all, all the way down to we're really getting into um, hardware and software to manage how we are looking at plant growth, how we are really able to measure um, dry off from the plant and really use sensors to tell that uh, that plant or uh, to tell the our watering system to bring water to that plant and really bringing an element of AI into how we're growing this plant now. And it is fascinating. It is so freaking cool. I love what we're being exposed to and really pushing the boundaries of what we thought these plants could do. Now, now technology is really, really allowing us to be smarter, allowing us to look internally even more and really grasp data and really push the limits. And so that's kind of a snapshot of how technology has really been helping our, our industry and, uh, there's so much more out there to explore outside of that. So it, it's pretty neat. And uh, I'm very grateful that I'm, I'm kind of front and center with this. And then my clients are really demanding that we are looking at this technology and utilizing. It. So it makes it fun. Yeah, that uh, I mean, one of the fascinating positions I have in technology is I see the many layers and dimensions and the, the lighting. I mean, you, you guys are just basically big uh, ag, um, high tech agriculture. That's it. And, and that next generation, that's interesting. But 
I I watch enough industries and I know there's another dimension to there's quite a, leg, a regulatory landscape that you have to navigate that is also what would ideally be technology driven but I know from experience is not always the highest uh, technology uh, the best technology out there or the best processes can you speak to that landscape a little bit you bet and that's uh, that, and that's ever evolving and changing for us and so you bet from a compliance standpoint regulation standpoint uh, we always have to track our plants have to understand where they are how many we have and that's basically the how our auditing system works from our state compliance side of this um, it's pretty archaic that how they have some of these systems where they do have barcodes where you can scan these tags and kind of get input into the into your system to manage your plants. Some people don't have that luxury and don't have the ability to scan a plant, so they're literally having to manually enter this information into these systems. We're now seeing some great integration with some of these cool ERP systems that are really managing um, a lot of parts of the business, where they've got some great technology and APIs that can work with um these regulatory frameworks that are our, that our states require us to use to where we can get away from this archaic way of having to hand punch in numbers or even use a scanner to actually get that now we've got the ability to as you cross a threshold the bluetooth will identify that this is moved from one space to another um you know to actually tell you what employee was holding that plant and really identify the whole step of the process all the way through and really map that out for you and really being smarter, uh, really eliminating that human error, uh, and really reducing that extra workflow that is required to go and either scan a plant or to actually go and hand punch that in. It's now a seamless part of the workflow and allowing uh, just efficiencies all across the board. And so it's uh, the regulatory framework has been challenging, but now a lot of these companies have definitely come in and really got smarter with their tech. And the, the, the big players that can afford it, they're utilizing it and gosh, it's really creating efficiency, saving dollars, as we know, by reducing those steps. And yeah, it's uh, it's really made a lot of these jobs a lot easier because of that tech. Yeah, the for me, I, the the way that I divide up the tech space is into three dis distinct spheres. There's the technology of APIs, there's the business of APIs, and then there's the politics. And, and those things kind of uh, all make for, because you can't just win it with technology, but you, technology can can help significantly move things forward and um but then there's policies in place that are are immovable and 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 i know in the space money wise you you talked about you know being efficient and saving money but can you speak to a little bit about the what what the money landscape looks like as far as payments and 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 being able to to move that around yeah, and so this has been a, a big sore on our side for years as an industry and is finally getting the changes required before it was a cash business. And, um, you know, we're heavily regulated from all aspects, but then they make you do a cash business. No banks will touch this stuff. And so it's like, hey, we're trying to be good business stewards. Let us use banks. We're trying to be transparent. You have all this regulation in place. Banks were hesitant. Finally, we started seeing these little local trust banks in states kind of buy into this and uh, that kind of set the precedent that okay these little small little small mom and pop banks are willing to do this now don't get me wrong they were charging 
literally a kidney and an arm and a leg for you to run your bank accounts through these things monthly with the fees. I mean, some people had 10 to 15 licenses they were operating under and some banks were charging anywhere from 500 to $2,500 per license per month just to have a bank account. That's highway robbery, right? And so now we're seeing this big shift and change. Um, you're seeing a couple of platforms out there that are really um, kind of doing a lot of the legwork for the FDIC bank saying, hey, we'll go vet these vendors. We'll do the, um, we'll, we'll ensure that they're gonna be good players into the space and then we'll handle their money. As long as you'll work with us, we'll be the intermediary. And so now you're seeing these, these companies um, one called Dama, another one called Abaca. These guys are set up in multiple states across the U.S. and have the ability to kind of go in, do the cash pickup, and go deposit in, in banks close to where you are uh, so they don't have to transport the stuff across America and really creating a, uh, a network to allow banking to kind of thrive, even though it's not necessarily in your own backyard, in your own banker that you can go sit down with and have that traditional conversation with. It is changing. Um, we are seeing in Colorado where I'm at, um, a lot of the bigger banks are coming in. They are seeking out these operators. They're reducing their fees down to minimal. Some don't even have any fees anymore, which is super exciting to see. And so this landscape is changing. Um, we hope to see our federal government's gonna really allow us to get away from what they're making us do now, allow us to have merchant processing because most, most dispensaries can't process a credit card. Some will have a debit card transaction that you can do, or even an ATM will cash out, but still it's not a traditional, um, <clears throat> you know, just transaction like you could do in a 7-Eleven. We're still the redheaded stepchild. We're still treated like, you know, we're, we're bad news. We're not, we've proven we've paid so many billions of dollars in taxes all across North America let us get on with this, you know, and banks are finally kind of buying into that and really helping us kind of get away from the past and move into what traditional banking should be. Well, and, and I think there's a lot of misconceptions just from years of, I would say, disinformation, but also every things are maturing and evolving to a certain point. And it's yes. not, I mean, in my case, literally my grandfather's grow operation. I I grew up on the west coast of the United States um, in Humboldt <laughs> County, Southern Oregon. So um, literally it. my grandparents were growing pot back in the 60s and 70s. So, um, <laughs> but it's not, it's not, not people. <laughs> it's not, uh, um, it's not our grandfather's grow operation anymore. I mean, talk to me a little bit about your processes. I mean, we mentioned high tech ag, but this is manufacturing, yeah. right? We are, this is manufacturing. I'm glad to hear you say that term. And this is the way I speak. We are bringing in Six Sigma Lean Manufacturing. We've got, you know, black belt guys trained in traditional automotive manufacturing coming into cannabis and really changing our landscape. And once again, this is what's exciting for me about this space is the ever evolving of traditional industries coming into our space and really progressing how we move forward. Uh, and this is what's exciting. You know, I, I come from the specialty cup flower industry. I was trained a little bit back in the late 90s and early 2000s on kind of this lean manufacturing stuff. Now it's really front and center. Uh, this is a business. This is not what your grandparents used to do and what I used to do back in the 90s and 2000s when I was in the black market. This is now treated like a real business. We're talking about cost of goods sold. How many growers in your basement are concerned about your COGS? Who knows what a COGS is? <laughs> and so this is treated like a regular business. This has to be, this is no longer the get rich quick scheme. Like cannabis used to be very 
financially stable back in the day. Now it's like any other business. You've got to come in here and treat it that way. You have to pay attention to what are your labor costs. You know, what are your costs of goods to grow the plant? Are you, you know, producing what the market rate is at, you know, 50, 60 grams a square foot? Are you under that? Are you over that? All of this stuff matters now. Um, else you're not going to survive. You've got a lot of big businessmen in the space, people spending a lot of big dollars to play here, and they're very sophisticated. And some of these mom and pop small growers we see in these smaller markets, they have an uphill battle to kind of fine tune process procedure. And don't get me wrong, these guys grow great cannabis. They're great at their craft and what they do, but some of them may lack that acumen that it takes to compete at this next level. And so this is where as a consultant, I'm really doing my part to educate these smaller mom and pop style grows, these craft growers, because there is a place for them to thrive in this, in this, in this space. I don't want this to be all the big, big, um, you know, what I call Walmart weed and Budweiser weed. I don't want those big players to be front and center and ruling the industry. There's a great place for these microbrewery style craft growers to fit in and kind of play in the space as well. I take it personally to come in and give these guys the tools to really be able to play in here and create a, a sustainable lifestyle because that's what it is. It is being sustainable with your business model. As price fluctuations go up and down, as you follow the trends of the outdoor harvest every year, <clears throat> all this is going to impact what happens to the price per pound from an indoor, outdoor, and just the commodity of cannabis overall. And so uh, you better have your game on. You better know what the heck you're doing because uh, it's sophisticated. It really is. I mean, we are bringing in high-tech technology, AI, to grow the plant. This is no longer getting water out of your well and pour it on the plant and say, man, I crushed it. <laughs> so much more analytics behind this. We are nerding out. And I think your grandparents would be psyched to see how nerded out we are on this stuff because we are passionate about the plant. We are consumers. We are growers. We are part of this lifestyle. And uh, we, at least I, I do, and in, in who I surround myself with, we thrive in really bringing the ne next best technology to really improve what we're doing. Because this is a business now. It is becoming a, a commodity. So it's sophisticated. Yeah, I, it really is. And I know a lot of, lot of people I grew up with in Southern Oregon and Northern California are, are nervous about the, the Walmart and Budweiser and taking the heart and soul out of the industry. So do you feel like technology and kind of solidarity amongst these uh, mom and pops is how they're going to be able to compete against against the big companies or is it just inevitable that they're the big companies are going to win no I, I think it's i think we'll see just like the craft beer and even the uh the craft liquor kind of game there is a way for these small players to come in and make a mark differentiate um it's all about genetics as we know having a hold on your genetics and not letting it out and having unique flavor profiles, terpenes, all these, these all these things that can really differentiate. Um, having a message behind um, an organic grown product, what we call clean green certified in our industry. This is a great way to differentiate as well and bring a, a higher quality product to market because you're bringing the USDA standards into this, even though we can't follow that yet. So I think there's definitely a way to stand out, not be that Walmart weed because no one likes Walmart weed. Um, I'm, I'm not going to name a name, but I was at a very large um, um, dispensary group in California this past week looking at their six acre um, greenhouse facility and they got great flower. They got great looking, you know, great, great looking facility, team members, everything was on point. But the overall end product and the integrity didn't really meet my expectation. It was kind of subpar. 
And I started asking around to people about this farm and they're like, yeah, they're not necessarily known for quality. And you're like, okay, I get that. I don't want to align myself and my clients I'm working with with a brand like that. And so it's important for me to understand that I don't want to fall into that same category. I want to find something that has more integrity behind it and put my name behind something like that. And so um, there's a big sea of people out there growing and they're all doing a pretty good job with the doing and the market responds well. But some of it doesn't necessarily meet my personal expectations as I have a very high bar of what I'm looking for. You know, I've been doing this stuff for well over 25 years. I have a background in the specialty cut flower industry. Um, so I, I know the plant very well and I know what is out there and what's available to me. And so I won't settle for anything less than that. And so this is what we have to really educate our industry on to look beyond what they're seeing because 90% of what they're seeing is what they think is all out there, but there is something different for them to kind of look at and just be more conscious consumer. That's what we're really trying to target that conscious consumer. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, got to keep the quality there. And I think the the liquor, the alcohol industry, beer, wine, um, I mean, what's the best? What do you enjoy the most? And I think the, the microbrewery, the ones that still have a little heart and soul, uh, that's just going to translate to the, 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 the cannabis industry and, and people are going to know their brands and, and know the people they trust. That's um, it. That's it. I mean, even the cookies brand, even though they're a huge, massive freaking brand, he's got a unique story that the masses love, you know? And so I think there's ways to kind of piggyback off what he's done. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that story, um, you know, your, your tech to kind of dial things in, but that story is really going to matter when it comes to this as well as like what's, and you said the strains behind, um, so the story, the strains, and then that technological edge is probably going to be what, what, what sets you apart and, and allows you to remain competitive in this space. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so what's, what's your biggest challenge as a company this, in this coming year? What are you investing in? What's top of mind for you moving forward? We are, I am, um, I am working with a client that is landing and expanding. Um, he is uh, targeting multiple states right now. We are designing, building large scale facilities for him, specifically around clean, green certified in this, uh, this organic perspective. He will be the largest doing this and we feel this is a great way to differentiate from him. So for me, I've got a lot of, a lot of energy into that. Um, my company also is pursuing acquisitions this year. Uh, we, we did an acquisition last year of three dispensaries and a grow, and this year we're continuing to land and expand as well. And so uh, just trying to find the right partners. Uh, I'm in the relationship game and I've got to be able to show up and enjoy who I'm working with and see eye to eye with our core values, first and foremost, and understanding that when we take our step forward, that we can align and what we look like for our two to five year goals. And so for, for me, I'm out shaking hands, kissing babies and trying to align myself with the right folks where I feel that warm and fuzzy kind of, uh, you know, enjoyment being around them and the, and the ideas we're kicking around for doing business together. Like I can say last week at this six acre facility I went to, the head grower was a, was a complete asshole to me. didn't want to have anything to do with me. Why the hell would I want to bring my business there? And I got to now talk to my partners about this and be like, I did not get the warm, fuzzy feeling. Why am I going to waste my time on this? There's, it's, I'm, I'm in the relationship game. That guy is obviously not. So we're not looking to do business like that. And so for me, that's my biggest thing is just finding the right people. I, you know, all I'm trying to do is find good business to do go find good people to do good business as hard as or as easy as that sounds it's pretty hard to do actually so that's my obstacle is find good people to do good business yeah i can imagine i mean there's a lot of 
I don't know if filtering's the right word, but uh, it's an industry that has a lot of unseedy or uh, uh, char- you know characters that you don't want to be around historically. But then I think it's also attracted a bunch just as it's exploded and grown. So you got to really do that extra work to be able to uh, weed out, pun intended, the <laughs> the the people, the undesirables, mm-hmm. and and the and the strains or the 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 ones that aren't going to be good for your business. So it makes a lot of sense. There's a ton of snakes um, out there, and I'm from the yeah. south. We say we show up with our snake boots out every day, and we'll just wade <laughs> through the snakes and figure out which ones are the good ones and which ones are the bad ones. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's a it's an important industry, the front line, because I think it's it's been in the shadows for too long, and I think technology is going to help uh, level the playing field a little bit in some good in good ways, but also maybe some not so good ways, depending on how it plays out, but. Um, it's good to see it, it move from being criminalized um, or still in some areas, I guess, moving from being criminalized to being something people can actually uh, get behind and, and, and support. So good work. Thank you. Appreciate it. The landscape's changing. I got multiple clients that are very religious, that are preachers. It goes to show you that now you can't label these uh, mm-hmm. you know a cannabis user anymore what you thought it was and we are a whole different we look different we have a whole different personality it's it's everybody you know it really mm-hmm. is anybody mm-hmm. can be a consumer it's fascinating times well in, in my experience it, it always was it just was a lot it, it was a lot harder and to to see it and and sadly it it, it destroyed a lot of lives i mean i know you've seen it in in your time as well so it makes it makes me happy to I mean uh, to see where it's at because I literally like I grew up with Black Hawk helicopters up and down the rivers at a certain time of year you know and that was <laughs> and that was that was just the norm in the eighties you know the seventies and the eighties and so to see it become a real full fledged business um, I think is it, we've come a long ways as a country so it's good to see it's about time and we still have a long ways to go. And so I appreciate you giving us this platform to tell our story and really kind of paint a different picture because I think people don't necessarily see how progressive we have become as an industry. So I appreciate this platform. Yeah, no, I think that's really was my goal here because I want to introduce our tech audience to this reality, but vice versa. I also show that it's, it's, it's matured and grown up and, and there's, there's a lot of, you know, it's big, big ag tech and, and manufacturing. I think people need to see it for what it is. So I appreciate your time. Thank you for, for showing up and, and sharing your story. It's, um, you know, feel free to reach out in the future. And as you guys do anything, uh, you know, really interesting uh, that, that you think people would want to hear. I appreciate it. Thank you again so much. Thank you. I really wanted to thank Ellis again for stopping by. I really learned a lot. You can find more on Ellis on LinkedIn. You can visit the American Cannabis Company at AmericanCannabisConsulting.com. And you can subscribe to the Breaking Changes podcast at postman.com slash events slash breaking dash changes. I'm your host, Ken Lane. And until next time, cheers. <laughs>